The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Rev. Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Welcome to our program this week. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our topic today, Basics of Integrative Medicine. That sounds kind of intimidating. Well, it could be. And again, it's a term that is, is gaining more popularity in the medical community to really talk about how other supportive uh, schools of thought can help enhance conventional treatment of sicknesses and diseases. And so we're going to talk about the role of integrative medicine and what that is today. And specifically, nutrition will be a big part of what we talk about here it, today. It, it's a major component of the integrative medicine movement, and, uh, and it's important to the cancer conversation at large. Well, Percy, help us understand what is meant by integrative medicine. Well, the term simply is designed to help one embrace the fact that uh, you have your conventional medicine, uh, evidence-based medicine that is utilized for uh, basic sicknesses and diseases, but also inclusive in that would be concepts such as nutritional support, naturopathic medicine, uh, herbs, botanical supplementation. Uh, pastoral care is considered an integrative okay. uh, component as well. Rehabilitation therapy uh, of, of movement and exercise, uh, etc. So when you put all of those schools of thought, uh, mind-body medicine therapy, helping people to understand and utilize the power of their thoughts and their thinking in conjunction with as a support to conventional medicine, you have what is now being called integrative therapy piece of integrative care uh, that is helping to buoy the effectiveness, theoretically, of conventional treatment of sickness and disease. Very interesting. All right. As I said, we're going to focus on nutrition primarily here today. Carolyn Lammersfeld will be with us, our friend uh, who often works with you on our journey of hope. Now, explain that partnership. Of course, we've we've discussed and talked about on the show uh, previously featured conversations about our journey of hope, which is a program that has been designed to help enhance and support and educate local churches and pastors on how they can engage cancer patients within their community and their local churches. Uh, and it's a training and it's a curriculum-based, biblical-based program that really empowers individuals on what to say and how to respond and interact with cancer patients and their caregivers in a very effective manner. And so we, uh, we've had that program. It's available to anyone free of charge uh, that they can receive that training and basically go back into their local communities and really effectively engage with cancer patients. More at our website about uh, our journey of hope. And you'll meet Carolyn here momentarily in the program today. Do you have a biblical proverb to open today with? I do. Again, Proverbs, the ninth chapter, verse 11, is our spiritual nugget for today. And it reads as follows. For through wisdom, your days will be many and years will be added to your life. And we want to receive wisdom today about what integrative medicine is and specific to nutritional support and how to really impact the cancer community with the wisdom and the knowledge that theoretically will add days to our lives and, and allow us to live a long and healthy life, God willing. Cancer and nutrition is our topic today as we talk with our guest in just a moment. We are found online at healthhopeandinspiration.com and we invite you to stay tuned.
If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. Once again, thanks for joining us today. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae. Remember, no case is typical. You should not expect to experience these same results. Well, Percy, you are a big fan of the person who joins us now here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Carolyn Lammersfeld is with us. Yes, this is my friend, my colleague, uh, my constituent. Thank you for having me, Reverend. Well, we're going to talk a little bit today with uh, Carolyn Lammersfield, who is the Vice President of Integrative Medicine. Do I have your title correct? You do. Okay, because it's so long and complicated, <laughs> I can't process all of that. <laughs> but what I do know is that you're an awesome individual. Uh, you're talented, you're intelligent, and and in the context of the work that you're doing, tell us a little bit about integrative medicine. Integrative oncology is a team of individuals that work um, side by side with the patient's oncologists, whether, whether it be a medical oncologist, radiation oncologist, surgical oncologist, or all, all of those. Um, so it would be include a registered dietitian, which is my background. My background is in nutrition, and I'll come back to that in mm-hmm. a minute. Um, it would include a chaplain, uh, a, a naturopathic physician, a mind-body therapist. It could include a chiropractor, an acupuncturist. Um, and, and individuals from rehabilitation oncology, physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy. And, and what we know from the literature is, and, and certainly in the faith-based community, upwards of 80-plus percent of people diagnosed with cancer want an integrative approach. They, they want um, individuals that will help them manage, you know, prevent or manage side effects, mm-hmm. maintain their quality of life so they can continue working or enjoying their family, enjoying their life. So um, many individuals are trying to, if it's not available where they're having care, they're trying to put that team together by themselves. And there's all kinds of concerns, as you can imagine, if they're running to several different offices and those individuals aren't communicating communicating. There's a safety concern. Correct. Um, so uh, what, what we do is put that team together for patients all under one roof so that it's all available um, from day one throughout their care. For example, from a standpoint, what I do, nutrition, I mean, we know um, about half of patients, roughly half, it depends on what their diagnosis is, um, at the time of diagnosis are already malnourished. That, you know, they've lost some weight or, or they're having some nutritional challenges. So, and, and important to that, because I've heard you speak on this, and I want to make sure I catch this point, being malnourished does not necessarily mean being underweight. Kind of help us out with that school of Absolutely. thought. Absolutely. Yeah, you, you, you hit it. I mean, it, 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 being malnourished can also mean carrying extra extra weight. So being overweight or obese is, is, is also a form of malnourishment. And both are equally um, dangerous, um, frankly, when, when individuals are being treated for cancer. So um, being malnourished can um, increase your what, what you eat um, or don't eat during mm-hmm. cancer treatment, what supplements you take or don't take, whether you're active or not, whether, you're, you, know, whether you pray or not. All of that can really um, impact... Um, 
whether you're going to have symptoms, whether you're going to be able to have your um, the recommended amount of treatment um, at the right time, um, so and ultimately affect your outcome. And so with that, one of the key things that uh, I love about the focus of integrative medicine, it helps to, to collaborate and bring all of those schools to thought together. But we also have a, a program called Our Journey of Hope that we present to local churches and faith-based community members where we actually are training them to speak to pragmatically uh, with respect to all aspects, including nutrition and integrative medicine. You've had the awesome uh, privilege, I think, mm-hmm. and it certainly has been our privilege to have you speak to uh, our audience of pastors and ministers and leaders and churches Uh, from a clinical perspective about nutrition and about integrative medicine. Talk a little bit about why you have enjoyed doing that, why you think that it's important to do that, and what does that mean to the faith-based community, that education? Again, because I'm educated in nutrition, I mean, that's what I'm passionate about. What what I'm passionate about is alleviating suffering as much as possible, particularly in individuals that are being treated for cancer. And so, again, we know this integrative approach, um, what people eat um, can impact uh, how well they feel during cancer treatment. And then once somebody's somebody's done with treatment, I mean, you want want to make sure you're doing everything you can so they don't have to go through this again or they don't, you know, have to deal with the challenge of another chronic disease, if that makes sense sense. And certainly, um, going back to the work with our journey of hope, um, prevention is the best be- really the best medicine and the best treatment for this disease. Of and course, so, we focus on yeah, that with, so, with our local and, churches. And so there, yes. anything, anything I can do, you can do, we can do to get that message out there so that um, as many people as possible don't ever have to deal with this disease. Spiritual leaders need to see it as something that needs to be integrated as well. Absolutely. I mean, and I think if you, if you, I mean, we know people are asking about it. We know people want to do things that they can control, um, that they have some control over to, to have the best possible outcome. Certainly, you know, diet is one of those things. Um, But I think what, what, spiritual leaders need to re- remember too is is there's a safety concern if individuals are not doing you know doing this in an integrative fashion okay. where it's where it's under one roof or at least there's communication so you between see the, the teams. the light bulb go off to you when you I, I do. I mean, you know, for example, um, let, chiropractic medicine is a good good example. If an if an individual has um, bone metastases, it may not be safe for them to have a chiropractic adjustment. And so, um, being able to you know to, to to talk with a chiropractor that is aware of the patient's um, cancer as well um, is a huge safety concern. Supplements. I know you're going to talk about that, but taking you know some supplements may be helpful. Other supplements may be dangerous and interact with very good with point. medications. Let me interject here that Carolyn is the co-author of a book called Cancer Nutrition and Recipes for Dummies. It's part of that series of books that uh, reaches out to the masses. This is so helpful, though. Just look for that title, Cancer Nutrition and Recipes. As a matter of fact, go to our website, and you'll learn more about the book right there. Absolutely, and we'll be making that information available on the OurJourneyOfHope.com website as well. So we'll continue to allow the audience to, to find out different ways to be able to receive that. What do you see as a response from, say, spiritual leaders with this conversation? Are they receptive? Are they open? Are they inquisitive? Give me some sense because, again, one of the things that I want to continue to speak to is bridging the gap between the tension and, and in some case, the angst between the faith-based community and the clinical community and getting everyone at the table talking about these important issues that are important to all of us at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean everything I've seen um, participating, you know, with you and others in the Our Journey of Hope has been um, extremely receptive, um, extremely grateful uh, for the, you know, for the knowledge, for the information. Uh, usually, when I do these, the, the number of questions mm-hmm. to me is an indication um, that that these these leaders are engaged and want the. I mean, I, 
you you know you usually have to cut the questions off. They go <laughs> they go on forever. Yeah, that's so. true. At the end of the day, they're, they're, they they appear to, to want more than we're able to give them at, at any particular point in time. And we want to share with the audience at some point even how they may be able to reach out to you if they have questions with regard to nutrition. Are you open to that or Absolutely. comfortable with that? I mean, and I know some of the individuals we've met uh, have, have done that. And uh, again, happy to happy to answer any questions I'm able to. Carolyn, with respect to, again, the, the subject of nutrition, let's talk about uh, the correlation between oncology and, and cancer-related deaths and nutritional practices like thereof. Uh, there are some staggering statistics that help us to get a sense of how important this conversation is. Can you speak to that and share some of that clinical information with us, please? Uh, we know that 80 to 90 percent of people diagnosed with cancer have some signs and symptoms of malnutrition if if you pay attention to it, uh, depending upon what type of disease. Again, people with cancers of the GI tract, it can be upwards of 80, 90 percent, lung cancer, 60 percent. So it depends on the type of but cancer. But those numbers are high. But those numbers are high. And and according to the, uh, you know, the National Cancer Institute, um, 20 to 40 percent of people with cancer actually die from malnutrition. Um, and you could argue that number may be a, a little higher if you all, if you look at all death from infections that individuals aren't able to fight because um, your nutritional status actually affects your immune system. That's and such so, an important yeah. point. I'm going to ask you to repeat that. I want our listeners to really grasp what you're talking about here. Yeah. So, I mean, unfortunately, the, st- the statistics we have from the National Cancer Institute are that 20 to 40 percent of people with cancer actually die from malnutrition. And that number may, a- may actually be higher if you included infections that, okay. that individuals can't fight off because their immune system is affected from so malnutrition. So malnutrition is an enemy as well as cancer. Absolutely. It's, it's a huge enemy. And we also look at malnutrition on the other side. You know, we're learning more and more about the um, the danger of carrying extra weight, um, you know, when you when you have a cancer diagnosis. So, so, you know, we have the undernutrition and the overnutrition that are both um, serious concerns. So if, if I could, we could say it this way, what you are or what you are not eating may be killing you. A- absolutely. Carolyn Lammersfeld with uh, Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Again, the book is Cancer Nutrition and Recipes for Dummies. And it's a terrific uh, resource. And you can find out more about it at the website we'll give in just a moment on the program here. Carolyn, thanks for what you're doing. Uh, it really is meaningful. It has to be meaningful for you to spend your life this way. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Thank you. And Percy, I really am thankful for Carolyn and others like her who help us understand nutrition, whether we have a cancer diagnosis or not. Well, Wayne, I think the important thing to note here is that nutrition has become a very popular subject in the market square in general with regard to practical health and enhancement. And so certainly within the context of talking about sickness or disease or just general health care, we all need to become more conscientious about nutrition and how we eat and prepare our foods and, and the important role that that plays in our lives. Absolutely. All right. We'll talk more about this in a moment. Coming up on today's program, Health, Hope and Inspiration. Percy gave a website a moment ago, Our Journey of hope.com. You can certainly go there for information. Also go to healthhopeandinspiration.com for more about our program. We'll be back with more of today's program in just a moment. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. 
Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. Welcome back to this week's Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I appreciated having Carolyn on today to talk about nutrition. Of course, there's no guarantees in life that nutrition is going to prevent cancer, but it goes a long ways towards helping, doesn't it? Well, I think the conversation, as we heard and as we understand it, is that in the context of integrative medicine, Nutrition is one of those modalities that potentially can help enhance the possibility of one moving through the process of cancer and potentially maybe helping to prevent cancer. But again, as stated, nothing is guaranteed and and everyone's body responds uniquely and there are unique circumstances and challenges that, that do present themselves. But what we do understand, and I think the point to be made is nutrition is one of those arenas that we can take control and we have power over to do some things with. Yeah, as Carolyn said, we can be proactive about this Uh, and do something about this ourselves. And I think the term here is modifiable. Nutrition is a modifiable thing that we can engineer in our personal life, how we eat, what we eat, uh, how we prepare our foods. And there is enough data to suggest to us that if we begin to become more proactive with how uh, we approach our nutritional aspects of what we do with our foods, that we potentially can help enhance our ability to be healthier. All right. And I'm sure you're grateful for Carolyn's partnership on the Our Journey of Hope program as well, the uh, program of education, because nutrition is an important part of that. It is the most required uh, and requested subject when I'm on the road speaking to faith-based audiences. Always the request is, can we have more information about nutritional support and, and what we can do from a dietary perspective? So it's encouraging to hear that people of faith are very much encouraged around and excited around the idea of help us to understand how we can better take control of our lives from a dietary perspective. It was really helpful to hear Carolyn say that 80 to 90 percent of those diagnosed with cancer show signs of malnutrition. Well, I think it, it helps to uh, re-educate us around around what we have been conditioned to think malnutrition is. And as stated earlier in the interview, malnutrition is not necessarily being underweight. One can be overweight and be malnutrition. So it helps to broaden uh, the definition and the scope of understanding what malnutrition really is and how widespread it is and how it can have a tremendous effect upon us. Yeah, we mentioned Carolyn's book, Cancer, Nutrition, and Recipes for Dummies, which means you can't read it. <laughs> it's not for you. It's for people like me. <laughs> well, and, and as we and as you stated earlier, it, it's, it's, it's a catchphrase to try to encompass a much broader audience and right, not necessarily right. to reflect one's intellect. Right. Well, let's talk more about what we learned from Carolyn. Some very important points that were that were raised and brought to our attention. Number one, I think that we all need to become much more attentive to our nutritional practices. And I've often stated this and I've talked with Carolyn on many occasions. The way that we eat and our dietary practices are very much uh, related to our cultural orientation. It's very much related to uh, family association, social engagement that in many cases uh, is emotional driven. And when we begin to really kind of apply some intel to what we eat, how we eat, why we eat, 
it's startling to kind of understand that there are some things that we could really do differently and we really need to become more uh, aware of that we can take ownership of. And from a healthcare perspective, when we talk about cancer, uh, we now understand that there has and there is some impact from a nutritional perspective of what takes place from a cancer perspective that we can begin to modify and control to a certain extent. But we all know how hard it is to change. And that's the point. The point of it is, particularly from an emotional perspective, eating and nutritional practices is very emotional and is very unconscious, so it's hard to change those habits. So it really requires a deliberate consciousness awareness and education. And then, of course, having the proper motivation. I know myself, I've begun to engage in some modifying some of my nutritional practices because of being highly motivated around certain risk factors that I want to avoid and understand that I have something to contribute to this conversation. So it's an ownership uh, as well and taking ownership of that understanding. And why not do that before a diagnosis comes along? And then we talk about being proactive. And again, that speaks to the conversation of being in terms of prevention, that again, ultimately, we have something to say about that to a certain extent. Why not begin now and not wait to be forced into a scenario or conversation of nutritional change? I realize we've given two websites here today, so let me point out the differences. Of course, healthhopeandinspiration.com is the website for this radio program where we store a lot of resources that we can recommend to our listeners, but also you mentioned ourjourneyofhope.com. So let's talk about Our Journey of Hope. Our Journey of Hope, again, is a program that has been developed to train and equip local churches and pastors to begin cancer care ministries. Uh, The idea and the thrust behind that is that a lot of our local churches have focused ministries around marriage and divorce, addiction, uh, financial support, uh, but not necessarily around healthcare-related subjects specific to cancer. And so this program is designed to help local churches start and begin cancer care ministries that we are providing a training to. You can go to the Our Journey of Hope website, ourjourneyofhope.com all lowercase, one word, where you can register and you can educate yourself about this program and how to avail yourself to it. And we have lots of testimonies of how well this program is being received and working in churches that want to reach out to people in their congregation who are living with cancer. That's absolutely correct. We have a closed Facebook page with with a lot of those ministries who are communicating and talking and sharing uh, successes and victories in their ministry. So it's a great resource and people can avail themselves to it anytime, 24 hours a day. Seven days a week. You know, as we've talked about nutrition today, the Bible has a lot to say about nutrition, but we kind of throw that aside, don't we? It's interesting. You know, one could argue that the Bible is one of the original resources around nutrition, though we don't view it from that perspective, specific to the book of Leviticus. Uh, you know, it talks so much about healthcare practices, dietary practices. Uh, we've actually put together uh, some information that we can make available to our audience called Foods of the Bible. And basically, it helps us to understand going back to more of a plant-based dietary practice of vegetables and fruits and things that we have high nutritional value that is very much supported from a biblical context of the days of old. I mean, think about this. When we look into the New Testament or the Old Testament specifically, a lot of those people lived to be 100 and 200 years of age. Well, we never thought about, did it have anything to do with possibly their dietary right. practices? No, you're not guaranteeing that for we're me, not, right? We're not guaranteeing. <laughs> that for anyone, and I want to be clear today, but the correlation that I want to make is that there appears to be a healthier group of people from a biblical context just because of physical activity 
and dietary practices that if you think about today, a lot of our recommendations for today for good health care is related to good physical exercise and uh, dietary practices that are associated with many of the foods of the Bible. So we can make that available to folks as well. Okay, and we'll do that through our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. And don't relegate what the Bible says about nutrition to days in the past. No, this is current. This is relevant. As a matter of fact, there's a movement. If any of us are uh, listening to the to what's going on in the current market, is it's about moving back to a plant-based diet, eating more vegetables and fruits, less meats, less processed foods. Again, that all will enhance our health and our well-being. Well, our time has gone by too quickly here today, but we'll be back next week with another program of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Uh, let me give the websites again, healthhopeandinspiration.com or ourjourneyofhope.com. Both will give you lots to think about and lots of resources and action points. So go there, healthhopeandinspiration.com, ourjourneyofhope.com. With Percy McRae, I'm Wayne Shepherd. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits.